the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. Smooth like butter, sweet like honey. Looks so good like she made us money. She's blonde, five foot two, and 102 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. It's a woman's world. Yes, it is Hump Day, and welcome to tonight's Andrea K. Show on this Hump Day. Glad to have you guys here with me. However you are listening, if it's in your car, thank you for cruising and and uh, cruising for a bruising. Listening to the AK Show. Uh, don't forget that if you miss tonight or any part of any night's show, or if you just want to hear it again, you can always download wherever you get your podcast and listen to it there. Uh, feel free to call in the show. The live call-in number is 888-344-1170. And you can email me at any time as well at com. I'm not streaming live on Facebook right now because, lo and behold, I tried to do it. And Facebook gave me the year-restricted <laughs> error message. Uh, so I think, actually, the restriction is going to be lifted um, in a couple of days. So um, look for me to be back on Facebook Live real soon. Anyway, um, like I said, 888-344-1170 is the call-in number. Got a great uh, great lineup of guests for you guys tonight and topics. Did y'all see Merrick Garland getting grilled today? We're going to be talking about that. He didn't just get grilled. He got put through a meat grinder, formed into patties, and thrown above, uh, right on top of some charcoal. So we're going we're gonna to share those clips with you guys. Some of, the, some of the clips that we liked best from the hearing today. Those topics and so much more. Dave Elhoff is going to be with us, financial thought doctor. Uh, there was a win for your money and for taxpayers' money, as well as a win for freedom today that had to do with money that even included some Democrats. So that's going to be a really fun topic to discuss with Dave Elhoff later on on tonight's show. And then the answer San Diego's very own Justin Hart's going to be here. He's getting known for his anti-vax strong stance on uh, the socials, including Twitter, and people are coming for him. But you know what? He doesn't back down on any of his opinions. And I can't wait. First time to have him on with me he's filled in for me while i've been out and i'm glad i'm glad he's going to be with us later on in the show all right you know who i'm glad to have with me every night of the week it's my partner in crime it's dj potato skin today i'm proudly announcing six brand new initiatives to propel this new era of american energy dominance first dj potato skins and you can't back down, Andrea, because uh, we back down. We're not going to have that opportunity later. Got to fight the good fight. Well, we needed to be conservatives have been backing down too much all along the way. And, and we're here because of that, right? That people didn't like being called 
um, racist. If you wanted to, and I've said, I, I don't want to, I don't want to repeat myself because then I'm going to sound like Sean Hannity who like uses the same talking points every night. But because conservatives don't like to be called ugly names and being accused of being bigoted or discriminatory or whatever, those accusations, what used to be called the PC stick, it kind of worked to beat people, conservatives back down. And now it's time for us to say, you know what, you can try to beat me up with whatever stick, whatever word you want to use. I am not backing down. All right. And, you know, and, and I got to give a hat tip to the Republicans who did grill, who absolutely grilled uh, Attorney General Merrick Garland. It was actually absolutely shocking. Some of the excuses that he tried to make for his Department of Justice when it came to the disparity and the unequal application of the law, where uh, one of the, the areas in which he was confronted today for, was for the fact that he has it just run, I don't want to say, yeah, run roughshod the full weight of the jackboot of tyranny on anybody that's a pro-life protester outside an abortion clinic, but done absolutely nothing to bring to justice those that are firebombing pregnancy centers to help women who want to keep their babies. He was also confronted for the tyranny on the part of the Department of Justice against parents who have spoken up about what was going on with their children in schools. He was confronted for the obvious anti-Catholic bias and persecutions and attempts to persecute and prosecute them as a part of the FBI and the DOJ. He was confronted for all of it and either flat out lied and denied or he tried to come up with lame excuses. My favorite, I don't know, should I save this clip or should I play my my favorite clip right out the gate? Which has to do with Ted Cruz? Should I go with the full guns? Should should I go guns blazing? Against yeah, you have to because uh, Ted Cruz, when he's on fire, he's on fire. Yeah, this had to do with the fact that Attorney General, we we know after the Dobbs after the Dobbs draft opinion was leaked, we knew that. And by the way, to this day, we have not found the Department of Justice. There's there's only nine Supreme Court justices. There's only a handful of staffers and, and, and clerks who work in the Supreme Court. But yet we don't know yet. We couldn't they couldn't find the leaker. Who's buying that? Who's watching that movie? It's so stupid. Right. But then on top of it, immediately the Supreme Court justices were surrounded by people leveling, leveling threats against them and their children. And yet that is not that is not only just against the law, it's a felony. And yet nobody was prosecuted for it. And that's what Senator Cruz was grilling Merrick Garland about today. One of one of the topics he was grilling Merrick Garland about today. And this this is more than a grilling in this clip. I, I feel like I got to say not call 911 and report a murder. Skins, please play clip three. I sent 70 United States Marshals. Let me try again. Has the Department of Justice brought even a single case under this statute? It's a yes, no question. It's not a give a speech on the other things you did. The job of the United States Marshals is to defend the lives. So the the answer is no. Is to defend the lives of the justices. And that's our number one priority. They have. Why are you unwilling to say no? The answer is no. You know it's no. I know it's no. Everyone in this in this hearing room knows it's no. You're not willing to answer a question. Have you brought a case under this statute? Yes or no? As far as I know, we haven't. And what we have done is defended the lives of the justices with so over how do seventy you decide, U.S. marshals. How do you decide which criminal statutes the the DOJ enforces and which one it doesn't? The United States Marshals.
marshals know that they have full okay, you, I recognize you want to give a separate speech. No, I don't want to How give a... do you decide which statutes you enforce and which ones you don't? But marshals on scene make that determination in light of the priority of defense. The marshals do not make a determination over whether to prosecute you. The attorney general make a determination, and you spent 20 years as a judge, and you're perfectly content with justices being afraid for their children's lives. And you did nothing to prosecute it. Let's shift that, to another is, area. Can I answer the question? You, no, the, you the cannot. General, you have refused to answer the I question. I am answering your question. The how attorney general choose, does not decide whether to arrest. How did you choose not to, not to enforce this statute? The marshals on scene. Marshals don't make that decision. They do make the decision of whether to make to an prosecute arrest. prosecute someone? No, they don't. If they make a... Uh, if they make the marshals a, do not if, have prosecution. If they authority. make an arrest, right, then it goes to the marshals. Let's change topics because our, our time yeah. is limited. Boom. Boom. But you see what has to take place? Do you see the extent in which these deep state operative swamp dwellers are willing to lie, to obfuscate, to try to skirt, to try to to try to be clever with their answers in order to avoid the truth? All he had to do was say no. No, what he wanted to continue to do was to lie and continue to try to prey upon the Americans who were too stupid or, or, or weak Republicans, which is usually the case, to let, them, to let them give stupid answers like the marshals were busy defending the lives of the Supreme Court justices. You're not defending the lives of them when you're not prosecuting anybody who are, who are breaking the law under the statute that it is illegal and a felony to threaten the lives of the Supreme Court justices. Oh, well, the marshals, it's up to the marshals. No, they get, they get to decide who to arrest. They, they're making decisions on the scene, but they don't decide who gets prosecuted. They don't, they don't get to decide. A U.S. marshal, a police officer on the ground may pull you over. He may arrest you. He doesn't get to decide whether or not you're prosecuted. He doesn't get to decide what charges are going to be leveled against you and under what code. That doesn't happen in the United States of America, but they want you to be stupid enough to think that it does and to buy those excuses. And but for the fact that Ted Cruz is smarter and has more brain power as a lawyer, particularly when it comes to the Constitution, than Merrick Garland and the entire Department of Justice put together, as well as every other Republican in that room, and most of which are lawyers, he wasn't able to get it over on him. But usually... That kind of crap works. It's absolutely outrageous. He never answered the question because he's not going to answer the question as to why, as, as to how he picks and chooses which laws, which statutes get applied and which don't. Because he's never going to admit the truth. And I'm sure that that was a rhetorical question. That's what, that's what these litigators do. They ask questions not for the answer that they're going to get, but just to put the question out there. In front of the jury. And in this case, we're the jury. In this case, Merrick Garland today was put on trial. And quite frankly, he's the one who should be arrested. What he has done with the Department of Justice in persecuting and prosecuting Americans for political purposes is illegal. It's not just morally wrong. It's not just ethically wrong. It's not just unconstitutional. It's flat out illegal what he has done. He's obstructing justice, enabling crimes, enabling felonies, weaponizing the U.S. government against Americans for their political beliefs. If this was the United States of our founders, he would have already been tried for treason. He'd already been locked up, probably shot at sunrise. 
We're going to take a break. We continue. We've got more clips to play for you guys. I'm just loving what happened with this guy. He shouldn't be in his position anymore. He should be arrested. But at least I get the satisfaction of watching him squirm. Stay tuned. We've got more squirming from A.G. Merrick Garland on the other side of the break. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K Show. Um, I think it was Benny Johnson on Twitter who um, retweeted a video from today's hearing with A.G. Garland. And it wasn't the person speaking that was the point of his video. It was the facial expressions of Senator Kennedy in the background. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually um, was on special report today on Real America's Voice with Miranda Khan and uh, Dr. Gina Loudon. And uh, they asked me about it. They play, <laughs> And I'm like, look, that's my man out of Louisiana. OK, I'm like, that's that that facial expression is what we call the I smell look. OK, because he is smelling something that's really foul. And he doesn't like it. <laughs> and he does not like it. <laughs> um, it was it was pretty extraordinary because it highlighted this this hearing today it highlighted all the different ways in which the top attorney which is the uh, and attorneys are officers of the court and the head of the attorney general of the united states of america is not only our top lawyer and the top which means that and at the head of the department of justice under him you know the united states is supposed to be upholding the rule of law um particular <clears throat> When it comes to um, their, uh, the FBI and the law enforcement investigative bodies and the FBI, at least, not uh, the intelligence communities that those fall um, elsewhere, I believe. But the FBI falls under the DOJ. Right. So the extent of so what, what the hearings brought out today was all the different ways in which the DOJ has failed the American people and worse is weaponized against the American people. Um, we're not going to play all that. We can't play all the clips. I encourage you guys to go and Google and watch watch a lot of it. We're going to play uh, a, a couple of more here, one of which is what was revealed uh, and what was discussed and what he was hit with was the FBI targeting Catholics. Let me remind you guys before we play this clip how every time we've had a terrorist attack, or Rush Limbaugh said, Islamist took down the Twin Towers and flew a plane into the Pentagon and, and one in Shanksville, Pennsylvania, and we've been apologizing to them ever since. Every time there's been a terrorist attack since, we were threatened that the greatest that, that, against the response of Islamophobia. There's been everything done to protect the religion of Islam in this country to the tune of we've got Sharia happening in, in our courts uh, across the country. That's been proven. So don't be adding me and telling me it's not. We've talked about all the different ways in which it's it, Sharia is being applied in our courts. But the, but the United States government is targeting Catholics and Christians in a variety of different ways. There was a memorandum that was leaked by a former FBI official who was very high up. He leaked a memorandum uh, of the uh, the FBI internally going after Catholics. And here he was. Here, here's a clip. We're not going to play all of it, but here's a clip in which he was confronted. And you can hear his lies. Clip five. Uh, as his as Hauk's wife. Sorry, wrong clip. Here it is. Let's go. You use an unbelievable show of force with guns that I just note liberals usually decry. 
We're supposed to hate long, long guns and assault-style weapons. You're happy to deploy them against Catholics and innocent children. Happy to. And then you haul them into court, and a jury acquits him in one hour. I just suggest to you that that is a disgraceful performance by your Justice Department and a disgraceful use of resources. Let me stop it there. Let me stop it there before we go on. What he is referring to is this Catholic gentleman and his son who were outside of a pro uh, outside of an abortion clinic and were there to counsel young women going in for abortion. They did absolutely nothing that was violent. Absolutely nothing that was that was illegal. And yet his home was raided with 20 something agents bearing long uh, uh, guns and assault style weapons. And he was prosecuted and found not guilty within an hour. The case should have never been brought. And what it was meant to do was not just terrorize that man, but send a message to anybody else. Any of you crazy pro-life people out there, how dare you? It's meant to intimidate all of us, not just that one man. Continue. In Richmond, on the 23rd of January of this year, issued a memorandum in which they advocated for, and I quote, the exploration of new avenues for tripwire and source development against traditionalist Catholics, it's their, their language, including those who favor the Latin Mass. Attorney General, are you cultivating sources and spies in Latin Mass parishes and other Catholic parishes around the country? No, the Justice Department does not do that. It does not um, um, do investigations based on religion. I saw the document you have. What did you do about appalling. it? It's appalling. I'm in complete agreement with you. I understand that the FBI has withdrawn it and is now looking into how this could ever have happened. How did it happen? That's what they're looking into. But I'm totally in agreement with you. That document is appalling. Let I'll me stop you. you right there. What Holly should have said, would you, he, Holly says, what'd you do about it? It's appalling. It's appalling. He doesn't say what he did about it. Nobody was fired. He should have said, was anybody fired for this? What's the name of the individual who put this out? Make it aired publicly and ask if he was fired. Who were the people behind this memorandum? Oh, I'm appalled by that. I'm absolutely appalled. Yet, I, yet uh, we're looking into it. We're looking into it. You know in corporate America how long it takes to look into something when, when, when something's put in writing? Like, like uh, five minutes. They know, who, they know who typed that. They know where it came from. They know who it was and they know who was involved. There's none of this, we're looking into it crap. Let's say for a second that's true. Let's say for a second that's true. This memorandum was discovered, I actually had the article over here, it was discovered like two months ago, and they still don't know what's behind it? You're still looking into it two months later? I guess they'll find out what was behind this memorandum at the same time they'll find the leaker of the Dobbs draft decision. One of the things that was an ongoing theme today was the incompetence of Merrick Garland. At least that's his claim. You'll hear more on that a little bit later, but let's continue with the clip. This memorandum, which is supposed to be intelligent, cites extensively the Southern Poverty Law Center, which goes on to identify all of these different Catholics as being part of hate groups. Is, is this how the FBI, under your direction and leadership, is, is this how they do their intelligence work? They look, they look at left-wing advocacy groups to target Catholics? Is this what's going on? I mean, clearly it is. How is this happening? The FBI is not targeting Catholics. And, and as I've said, this is an 
uh, an inappropriate memorandum, and it doesn't reflect the methods that the FBI is supposed to be using, should not be relying on any single organization without doing its own work. Let's stop Let right just- there. Let's let's end that clip. Um, first of all, that's a lie that they're not targeting Catholics. You think the Federal Bureau of Investigation internally crafted a memorandum with specifics about how Catholics are part of hate groups as according to Southern Poverty Law Center and you think they weren't serious about it? These are the same people. This is the same organization that used social media to round up little old ladies who never went into the Capitol on January 6th for prosecution. And we're supposed to believe that on the heels of this memorandum being leaked by a whistleblower, that it wasn't true? And they weren't targeting Catholics? Just like they weren't targeting parents. Something else he claimed, that he wasn't, that, that he wasn't targeting parents, and that the, the document that was sent to, the, the document from the teachers union and the DOJ talking about how parents and, and you know were domestic terrorists, that he's trying to claim, in the same token, he's trying to claim that that didn't happen. That parents weren't targeted and described as domestic violence extremist. He tried to claim today that, oh, I said, first of all, we're not going after anybody who's just expressing themselves. No, then we get into the obfuscation of what was happening at these school board meetings was a threat to the school board members when it was not. So parents were rounded up and arrested and considered domestic violence extremists uh, because they supposedly were threats to school board members, but he didn't arrest anybody for committing felonies in the form of threatening and intimidating Supreme Court justices. That's what was revealed today. We're going to get into one more clip from him. And it has to do with the excuses that he's making in terms of why he was selectively prosecuting and, and prosecuting in a discriminatory manner. Pro-life protesters who committed no acts of violence and ignoring the fire bombers who were blowing up pregnancy centers. Skins, please play clip two. Uh, as his, as Hauk's wife put it, a SWAT team of about 25 came to my house with about 15 vehicles and started pounding on the door and then had about five guns pointed at my husband, myself, and basically my kids. Um, this concerns me. Um, you know, Mr. Hauk ended up facing these charges, and not surprisingly, the jury acquitted him of that. I'm just wondering how... It doesn't seem justifiable to me to have that overwhelming show of force for conduct like that. Uh, In the meantime, in 2022 and for the first couple of months of 2023, DOJ has announced charges against 34 individuals for blocking access to or vandalizing abortion clinics. And there have been over 81 reported attacks on pregnancy centers, 130 attacks on Catholic churches, since the leak of the Dobbs decision, and only two individuals have been charged. So how do you explain this disparity uh, uh, by reference to anything other than politicization of what's happening there? The FACE Act applies equally to uh, efforts to um, uh, damage, uh, blockade, Clinics, whether a pregnant uh, uh, resource, uh, whether they are a pregnancy resource center uh, or whether they are an abortion center. It applies equally in both cases, and we apply the law equally. Um, I will say you are quite right. There are many more prosecutions with respect uh, 
to the um, um, blocking of the uh, um, of the abortion centers, but that is generally because they are those actions are taken in, uh, with photography at the time um, uh, during the daylight, and uh, seeing the person who did it is uh, quite easy. Stop there. Okay, so that's it, Skins. They just they can't they can't arrest the fire bombers because the ones that are firebombing all these eighty one people and one hundred thirty attacks on Catholic churches they're doing that at night. So because that's happening at night, they do it at night. It's okay. Yeah, you do it at night. It's okay, man. We we can't we can't find these people. It's too dark. It's too, yeah. It's too dark. The FBI. What, what do you expect us to do? Solve crimes that happen after dark? <laughs> what are you What are you looking at me for? These crimes happen after dark. I'm sorry. Five p.m. We can't. We, we can't handle this. <laughs> Best to go live in a place like Alaska, right, where they've got they've got periods where it's all sunshine. Then, then I guess no crimes. Oh, happen. maybe that's where we send FBI headquarters. <laughs> Marsha Blackburn was asking him uh, along these same lines about Jane's revenge. Why, you know, uh, she pointed out in asking about why he, he's prosecuting all these pro-lifers and not anybody firebombing clinics, and and she brought up one of the groups doing it is called Jane's Revenge, and um, he's like, well, we can't find them. And she's like, he's like, and if you've got any information on where we can find any of these Jane's Revenge people, can you let us know? And she's like, that's not my job. What? They're not making any effort to find. So this is what I'm saying about insulting our, our intelligence, that he actually thinks that claiming incompetence is going to get him uh, credit with the American people. We're supposed to we're supposed to believe that I, I, I I'll say this. Who remembers when when this I don't know if you guys remember at all, but uh, as they were seeking to round up as many people as they could for this GN6 thing, one of the people that they rounded up was a guy who never went inside the Capitol and he lived in a rural, a very rural, such a hard word for me to say, rural part of North Carolina where there's no cell phone service. He has no cable. He has no Wi-Fi. He basically lives out in the woods in a cabin. And he came home one day to find the FBI on his front porch, wanting to talk to him about January 6th. So they could find him, but they they can't find anybody related to Jane's revenge. I guess that's also the reason why they never rounded anybody up, uh, Black Lives Matter and Antifa. Um, because all those, all the, uh, all the people that, you know, beat up business owners with two by fours, that all happened after dark, right? Well, you know, it's fine, Andrea, because if he's <laughs> that, that incompetent, he can, you know, re- resign. Get out of yeah. the way, let somebody else do the job. Somebody should have said that today. You've sat here today. That's exactly what should have been said. You've sat here today and basically claimed, either lied to our faces and tell us, and to, uh, to tell us that something wasn't happening that did. Or you've claimed incompetence. Neither one is a valid excuse. Neither one is acceptable. Didn't do your job. You you need you you should you know you you should be in jail. But at the very least, you should be yanked out of your job. Going to take a break. When we come back. We're going to shift gears a little bit. We got some other things to wrap about tonight. So stay tuned. 888-344-1170. There's some good news out of Hollywood today. I got to brag. I got to brag on a on a certain Christian production, a Christian movie. When we come back from the break. Andrea K. Telling you like it is while eating a donut too. It's the Andrea K. Show on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. I know that I promised. I I didn't promise, but it, 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 towards the end of last night's show, I was going to talk about the update on the Alec Baldwin case. 
as uh, we had been talking about cancel culture. And I was saying, you know, I got a story for y'all that may have maybe involving Alec Baldwin getting canceled. And we didn't get to it because I actually shifted to the breaking news of that day that Gavin Newsom, Newsolini had ended the uh, coronavirus emergency. So I didn't get to the Alec Baldwin. Well, we just had a caller who was not happy with me that I never got to the Alec Baldwin case. Well, listener, this is for you. It's actually for all of y'all out there, conservatives, because we're sick and tired of what, what one of the things we were just talking about with Merrick Garland, about Merrick Garland, the Department of Justice, is the unequal application of the law. There's two sets of laws in this country, one for the elites and one for the peasants and one one for the uh, the conservatives and one for the liberals who get to get away with everything. It just remains to be seen whether or not Alec Baldwin is going to actually be held. He's he's facing charges, but you know, um, hmm, I'll shave my head if Alec Baldwin spends a day behind bars for shooting and killing Helena Hutchinson. He is he is obviously guilty of uh, involuntary, he's been charged, I believe, with involuntary manslaughter. In my mind, it should be negligent homicide is what he should be charged with, and he should be going to jail for a long time, right? Um, He's also been facing other lawsuits, one of which was just filed this past Friday. Dolly operator Ross Adiego, uh, costume designer Doran Curtin, and key grip Reese Price are suing the actor. Dolly operator, the dolly is the big, I'm sure y'all know, the big camera that moves all around, um, like on a crane. The key grip is the basically the dude who handles all the cables, and y'all know what a costume designer is. They're suing uh, Alec Baldwin. Uh, Rust Movie Productions and Eldorado Pictures for unspecified damages. This uh, TMZ reported uh, yesterday. I think it was. Uh, the, they allege the defendants are guilty of negligence and intentional infliction of emotional distress. The lawsuit was filed uh, in Santa Fe, New Mexico on Friday. And according to the plaintiffs, the film's short schedule and relaxed firearms training and the actor's careless actions left them experiencing hearing issues from, quote, blast injuries, as well as psychological trauma. The three alleged Baldwin 64 is directly responsible for the incident that left Hutchins dead. Let me rephrase that, that he's responsible for killing Hutchins. And the film's director uh, and and shooting film's director, Joel Souza, who was wounded. They say their traumatic experience would have been avoided and Hutchins would be alive had the actor simply decided to take safety seriously. Um, The lawsuit goes on to question the decision to use, quote, operable firearms throughout the majority of the the filming and numerous accidental discharges of firearms were reported to have occurred during the production before the shoot before Helena Hutchinson's death. The plaintiffs argue alternatives to live guns such as props could have and should have been used. Absolutely. Um, Hannah Gutierrez Reed, uh, who the lawsuit says lacked essential experience, should have been required. Um, that doesn't make sense there. Um I guess basically what they're saying is, is he hired somebody who was too inexperienced um, and that Baldwin should have replaced her with someone who had more experience. Um, The civil suit alleges it was assistant director David Halsey gave Baldwin the loaded gun and told him it was safe to use. But Baldwin allegedly pointed it at Hutchins and Sousa without doing his own inspection, as was required of someone in his position. So... um, There's more to the article here. 
But the bottom line is, is he's being sued. Here's what I hope. I don't expect any of you guys. Do you, do, do any of you expect that Alec Baldwin will spend one day in jail? No. Unlike you, I'd probably have some drastic haircut. Yeah, listeners, 888-344-1170. I think what we can hope is that he will be so bankrupted financially that um, that he won't be able to afford uh, to have 22 more children with the woman that he married, Hilaria, who, with a fake accent. <clears throat> I think I think that's all that we can hope for is that he suffers complete financial devastation. I would also like to think that we could hope for maybe him not being hired again. Um, but Hollywood is just too much in love um, with the, those kinds of insane, um, anti-Christian, nasty, uh, despicable, hate-filled cretins like Alec Baldwin. Here's some for some good news. Uh, so many of my friends saw Jesus Revolution over the weekend, and it and this, according to Breitbart, it trounced Hollywood box office expectations. It beat estimates by more than twofold. Um, it grossed $15.9 million over the weekend, finishing at number three, um, which is huge. And the, I, I do think there was a decent amount of marketing, um, at least on social media. Um, but it's just also just a great movie. It's a really good movie. So, you know, and, and I think it just goes to show or it reinforces the fact that in this country, they want they want us to think the leftist and the Marxist, the communist. They want us to think we're the fringe. They want us to think that their far left agenda of drag queens in front of children and and normalizing sex with children and the transing of children and all that. They want to convince you that that you're you're the outcast. You're the fringe for not wanting to go along. When with in it. fact, they're the minority. They're the minority. You can't have the number three movie in America be about Jesus and have this country not still America with where our values and our beliefs are rooted in the Judeo-Christian principles going back to our inception. That's still here in this country. Absolutely. And it also should be it also should be a message to the preachers out there that I've been talking about in these mega churches in particular to to look and say you don't need to shy away. You don't need to avoid you don't need to try to water down the gospel. You don't need, and yes, this movie is about inclusiveness in the form of wearing long hair, um, but they did not water down the gospel in this in this movie. It's not what this movie was about. There's absolutely no need to be watering down the gospel. That's a, that's another mess. I want to mention in the, our little Hollywood segment here. Um, I, I saw this story. Skins didn't know who he was because he doesn't he doesn't watch Grey's Anatomy. Um, but uh, this, this, and, and, and I never watched it either, but I did know that Isaiah Washington was run out of Grey's Anatomy. He's African-American because he said, he called uh, one of the gay co-stars on, on the movie a word that uh, on the TV show, there was, an, there was a fight between him and a gay actor. And, you know, in Hollywood, if, you know, I guess basically what it came down to, black actor, gay actor, who's white they chose the side of the gay actor right so they pushed isaiah washington out uh he went on to find additional work uh and in fact i guess he's been writing and producing a successful uh tv show that's a western i haven't watched it uh what i find interesting is that he has he has announced quote his early retirement from hollywood in order to travel the united states quote before it falls into socialism and then communism so hat tip to him 
He said he did not express a great deal of hope that the country can be reclaimed from the evil forces that motivate the left. He said, um, he went on to say at one point, I'm no longer interested in the back and forth regarding, quote, a color construct that keeps us human beings divided, nor am I interested in politics or anything vitriolic. I will be traveling this great country before it falls into socialism and then communism. He said, until then, know that this Frederick Douglass conservative will keep his powder dry and loves you all. Corsicana is the Western uh, crime drama that he has been directing and starring in. And that will makes be me want to go check that out now. Yep. He says he will no longer appear in new productions. Uh, he won't be disappearing entirely. Um, he's going to be posting pictures from his retirement Andrea, uh, quote he's not shenanigans. Wrong. No, he's absolutely right. Looking at this picture, he looks like a little bit younger of Sheriff. Um, what's our sheriff that we love? We haven't had him on the show in a while because he won't come on this late. He wants to record during the day. America's sheriff. Where's the big hat? Yeah, the, the guy we love. Yeah. Note to self. Let's get him on next week. Exactly. Um, they look very similar. In fact, this he could be his son. Both, both, oh, that's similar, both, huh? I know, that's similar. Both very handsome. So anyway, um, we're going to take a break. Hat tip to him. We're going to take a break and we come back. I've got a, I've got a little social little social story to ask you guys there's there's a story that went viral and it kind of has to do with etiquette and i want to i want to share this guy with you guys and get your and get your opinion stay tuned more andrea k show coming up don't go away ak dynamite in a dress or just andrea k whatever you call her she's on the answer san diego welcome back to tonight's andrea k show okay so there was this quote influencer Named Audrey Peters, who I've never heard of, in part because I don't I don't have TikTok, and I guess but I guess she's got like six hundred thousand followers. Twenty five years old. Well, I guess she had booked a, a, a flight, and in business class or first class, she paid ten thousand dollars for the seat. Ten thousand dollars for the seat. Okay, so she's asked to move to a middle seat, so a family can sit together. I'm not sure how moving to a middle seat would get allow a family to sit together. Maybe this, maybe that, maybe it meant giving the seat that she was in the row she was in. She would leave the row she was in to move to another row to sit in the middle, so that a family could take a. That was my guess. Yeah, I guess that's what happened. Well, she refused to do so, and um, it went viral because. Excuse me uh, for yawning. I'm tired. But it went viral because she did a little mocky video because this is what she does as an influencer. She did a video showing her sipping champagne with the caption, when a family asked me to switch seats on the plane so they can sit together and she's mocking. Well, a lot of people um, were outraged by it and saying that it was incredibly rude of her to um, that it was bad etiquette and that, you know, she should have given up her seat. I look at it differently. I say, you know, and and, she, and one of the things she said was in a snarky uh, comment was she said at one point, uh, quote, book your flight earlier, babes. Well, I mean, do, do I, I don't like I said, I don't I don't know who she is. I haven't watched the video. Do I think she's snarky and being cheeky? Yeah. Um, do I think she's being rude? I don't know. Um, I, 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 you know, do I think she broke some rule of etiquette by not willing to give up her seat? You pay 10 grand for a seat. Nobody should be asking you to move. I don't even think she. I don't, th- I don't even think she should have been asked by anybody if she's willing to move. 
I don't think she was the one. Whatever you think of the video she did, I personally don't think that she was the one displaying bad bad airplane etiquette. I think anybody asking her to move, let alone expecting her to move, when she's popped ten grand for a seat, is ridiculous. One of the comments she made was, "Your kids are going to be on the. You know, it's, where are they going to go? They're, you know, they're, they they can't exactly run off on the plane, right? And if you're so concerned because they can't leave, they can't run off and be unaccounted for. They can't be kidnapped on a plane, right?" I think that's I think that's a valid point that she makes. And if you're so concerned where you've got to have your entire family sitting together, then you need to make sure that you've got that lined up when you get your seats. Otherwise, accept the consequences for that. And you know me, Andrea. I mean, I'm Captain Etiquette. I'm old school on a lot of things. And you do need to do things nice for people. But the way I look at it is like this. It was she didn't pay for it. She did use her, you know, her credit card points, but a lot of them to get that seat. So that it's almost money. like money. It is like money. And I've got a you know what? Of my- if she wants to stay in her seat, she should be able to stay in her seat. I don't agree with her snarky TikTok, Instagram posts. Probably shouldn't have done that, but she didn't do anything wrong. She didn't do anything wrong, and that may be part of her brand and why she has 600,000 followers. She's a 25-year-old jet setter, and to me, if I use all of my points on a seat... That's your seat. That's my seat, because using all of your points is using money. Now, if you wanted to give up your seat, God bless you. That's awesome. You're not obligated. No, you're not. And in fact, I had this happen to me, and one of the, and one of the reasons why it bothers me so much, I don't have kids. Right. And I don't like and I've had conversations with friends of mine that have kids uh, about how uh, you can feel as a woman without kids that there's expectations put on you that basically give parents and particularly when it comes to the co-worker situation benefits, advantages and benefits over workers that don't have kids, for example. Uh, you know, and it will before I move on from the plane. So this woman who doesn't have kids and is flying by herself is supposed to get secondhand treatment and be expected to move and not get what she's paying for. No, in, 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 in term for it, it to benefit a family. No, if they wanted to get a fa- their their seats all together, they needed to, to make sure that that happened. And if it didn't happen on that flight, pick another flight. If that's what's important to you, you don't expect somebody else to pay for your your bad. Planning. You know, she said it differently, but she's not wrong. They needed to book right. their flight earlier. I also felt like, um, you know, when I was, uh, you know, I had had one of my best friends tell me that she felt like uh, she was struggling to keep a keep a job at one point because you know her ex husband wasn't wasn't doing any help in terms of helping to take care of her child and when the kid was sick she'd have to leave work because her ex-husband wouldn't share that with her and she felt that the company should have given her better you know um forgiveness on that and i said well i I disagree because why should you get extra days off away from work because you've got a kid if i you know if, if, if your co-workers should be given the same the same number of days off so i just don't like so this so this issue for me is not just about plain etiquette it's also about the fact fact that sometimes people without children are just expected to you know take second level treatment for parents your choice to have kids your responsibility for all aspects of it if somebody wants to be nice and give up the seat that should be their choice it shouldn't be asked or expected of them all right hour two coming up financial thought doctor will be here you better be too this is the Andrea K. Show on AIM 1170, The Answer. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.